Blog Talk Radio. Letitia Dorsey Magaha, and I welcome you tonight to my show. This is a show where we talk about everything. We talk about everything. Um, If you're listening and there's a particular topic that you want to discuss, drop me a message in in the chat or hit me up on Becoming Excellent B on Facebook and Instagram. I want to say uh, good evening to my co-host, DJ Sean. Are you on the line? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. I'm good. Um, It's raining here in the ATL. What about where you are? No, it's not raining here. Y'all keep that rain down there in, in Atlanta. (laughs) <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll bring that rain up here to uh, Charlotte 
Oh, is it cold? That's about 63 degrees. It's it's good. It's white boy weather for me, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 63 is is not, that's not warm enough for me. I came, I moved to the south hoping that it would just be year-round, 80 degrees, but that is not the case. Global warming. I want to say uh, good evening to um, my other co-host, Antonio Magaha. You on? I'm here. What's good? What's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. Is it is it raining where you are? It's raining in Atlanta where I am. Yes, it is. It sure is. All right. <laughs> I I just wanna um I wanna give a shout out to everybody on Facebook, my family and my friends. They have reposted the show. Um I they're listening, and I'm just so super excited. It makes me feel good to be supported. Everybody likes to be supported, and this is how people are supporting. If you want to call in tonight, the number is 516-453-9110. Again, 516-453-9110. If you are on a T-Mobile network, your number is 971-379-9537. Again, if you are using T-Mobile, 971-379-9537. Tonight's topic is going to be on becoming, evolving, Um. Michelle Obama wrote a a really popular book a couple of years ago called Becoming. And it, it's I have it here. It's a really, really good book. Um, and it sparked a lot of people's minds on what becoming is. Uh, before we get into it, what, what do you guys think becoming? What do you, when I say becoming, what does that mean to you guys? What does it mean to you, becoming? Good, Antonio. Can you hear me? Hello? You there? Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. I mean, I think essentially it entails um, being in position or putting yourself in position from a spiritual, um, psychological, um, and mental um, space to be your best self. Um, but, I mean, I think it's probably always who we, we, we were. Or who we, you know, who we we've been, but sometimes we lose track of that because of circumstances, our upbringing, barriers, and things that we faced throughout our childhood, this, that, and the third. But I think ultimately, um, you know, as a a, a product of our Creator, um, you know, it, it essentially we were created to be our best selves. We just we have to throughout life um, endure trials and tribulations and things of that nature to kind of come back to who we really are. But I think it's essentially who we are in our, you know, in our in our innate nature. We just kind of have to come back to that and being our best self. Mm, that's good. What about you, DJ? I'm going to piggyback um, off. I'm going to piggyback off what Antonio said. I mean, becoming a better you, a better person. Um, you know, uh, 
that's that's pretty much what I could think of. Um, honestly. By by I looked up the definition of becoming and it, it says it's the process of coming to be something mm-hmm. or of passing into a state. Uh I I think that is really interesting. Um as a life coach, um, you know, I am a certified life coach. Uh, my company is called B, and it is definitely a reflection of becoming because what I have found in my job working with my clients, they, I, I, I help them find what makes them satisfied. What They come to see me because there's some level of dissatisfaction on where they are, and they want to get to another place. And what I found to be true is that all roads point back to yourself. Mm-hmm. All the roads, all the roads, whether it's I want more money, I want a love, I want a better anything, essentially all the roads come back to yourself and becoming um evolving into this thing that um, into a place where we, we want to be. Listen, uh, take a listen to this, this clip right here real quick. One of the things I learned is that life is an evolutionary process. We are evolving. We will change and grow every year. And I hope that I never stop becoming. It's a title of promise. This is a journey. I'm 54 years old. I'm I'm not done yet. I am still becoming who I am. Mm. That, of course, is my forever first lady, Michelle Obama. Uh, she was doing it, it's in the preface of her book, Becoming. She says that she even 54. She is in the process of still growing. Mm-hmm. I have a question for everyone out, out there who's listening, a question for you guys. Why, where did we get the idea that there was a place that we were getting to? When I get to fill in the blank, I've made it. Where does that come from? Where did that come from? Well, I think in America – you know, we attach a lot of our success and and getting to that place, or um, you know, being on top of the world with uh, material gain. Um, you know, we watch TV. You know, mm-hmm. all the luxury cars, luxury vacations, and having money, luxury houses, and things of that nature. You know, we 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 kind of get the idea that all of that. Um, puts it uh, puts us in a position that we've arrived. Um, even if it's, it's subconscious, you know that's kind of what what we we get inundated with day in and day out, and that's what we believe. You know what I mean? So I think yeah, we without even understanding and knowing that's what's happening from a childhood all the way you know up to to adulthood. That's like yeah, I gotta obtain, I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get because if I get that, then I've arrived. I've you know I'm somebody. I'm I'm, I'm I'll become, you know, that ultimate, whoever that is. So I think, yeah, it's, it's has a lot to do with what we watch, what we see, what we listen to um, here, in, here in America anyway. Yeah. 
So you mean when I get rich, I'm not, I haven't arrived. That's not it. That's not the final destination. Well, I think, you know, logically we know that that's not the case, but we don't get that when you watching these, uh, you know, when we're reality watching, shows, yeah, reality shows or our kids are watching these superstar athletes or entertainers. We don't, yeah, they're not telling you that, Hey, you know, all this still comes with headache. You know, you still got to maneuver and, and, and deal with, 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 with stuff. You know, they're not telling you that. You know what I mean? They're not telling you the truth or the reality of what, you know, what a lot of that brings. So you don't get that when you're watching it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. we know that logically, yeah. You know, what, who was it, Biggie said? More money, more money, more problems, you know, at the end of the day. So it's not – we know that logically, but I, I don't think that's something that we, you know – um that we, we hear a great deal from the people that are in these positions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a realistic level. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's still, that's still to us when we're young. Right. I can remember, yeah. You know what I mean? I can remember. I just say, man, I can't wait till I'm 21. Absolutely. When I got, when I got 21, I was like, damn, this is what 21 is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's a forever process of wanting, um, I guess, of rushing what you're not and then rushing to the next. Because before the 21, it was when you were. A, a toddler, your parents was like, "Ooh, I can't wait um, till you get to be, you know, 16. your baby. I can't wait." <laughs> yeah. no, no, but even before that, you were, "Ooh, I'm in a single digit," and then mm. I can't wait to be ten, and then ten comes, and after ten, the next big thing is I can't wait till I'm thirteen. Mm. Yep. Still get, still got jazz tore up. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. thirteen is like sixteen, and after sixteen mm. is eighteen, and eighteen is twenty one, and then twenty one, <laughs> like you are forever adult. I tell the students mm. at my school, listen, slow down, enjoy where you are, because you'll be adult until you de- until you're dead. All right, I have a caller, 616. It's my sister, 633. Hey, sister, are you there? I'm here. How are you? I'm good. How's the weather in uh, Michigan? Oh, it's cold. I know damn well it's cold where she at. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't ready. I am. You ready? Y'all ready? I'm, I'm not, not ready. never. I'm not oh, ready. I'm never ready like to be cold. This depressing season for me. Yes. Yes, definitely. All that cloud cover. Move down south. Yeah. Come down here. I'm not, I'm, I told my husband, I'm, I'm like, I, I need a, I need a, uh, uh, a winter home. When it get cold down here, yes. I need to go down south. I, a winter home is it good. ain't for me no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't for me no more. What do you uh What do you think about our our, our topic? Um, this topic for me, I just feel like life is going to always be a constant struggle. 
evolution. Like you, you're not. It's it's never gonna be a complete moment until it's finished. Like you're gonna constantly be evolving. And for mm-hmm. me, like once I get to one place, I'm not content. Like I feel mm-hmm. like if I'm not constantly growing, I ain't okay. Because it it, it just needs to be something more all the time. Like, I mean, I'm content in the places that I be, but I just need to constantly be growing. And if I'm not growing, then I need to be helping somebody to grow and helping somebody to learn from the places I've been. It's interesting that you said um, that you're growing. I think what I have observed um, in life coaching and just in working with students and just in life, I think it's really interesting that uh, human beings sometimes don't equate themselves with nature. They don't think of themselves as the flowers and the trees and the, the, the bugs and all the things that grow. And they don't see themselves like that a lot. And growing is a part of being alive. And so, I think you're you're I think you're dead on. We should always want to be growing. We should always want to be growing. But a lot of people, you know, with growth, there is uh the unknown because you grow mm-hmm. into something that you aren't that you don't always know about. I mean, if you knew about it, it wouldn't be growth. And so I think a lot of people stagnate and they stay stuck in a spot because they're liter- they're actually afraid to grow, afraid to branch out into the unknown. So they stay right where they are. This is just me. This is just how I'm be. This is who I am, and that's it. So I think growing right. is is an absolute necessity. It's it's inevitable because if you're not growing, you're you're dead. You're you've died, and you don't have right. to be literally dead. You can be. All, it's all kind of dead. It's all kind of death you out can be there alive that is not dead. at the same I time. I don't been I, I don't been alive and dead. I was alive mm. and dead for a long time, for a long mm. time, long period of my life. Like I can remember when I first woke up. I probably was like in my early twenties, and I first mm. woke up. It was like I, I walked around in the dark, mm. like a lot of my life, and then when I finally was able to see the light, like, I remember telling my mom, like, I see light now. It was like a whole brand new thing for me. It was, it was wild. It was crazy, but um, you can be in a state of death living. You you just mm-hmm. can be. Like, and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that because they're in that state. Um, and I I think that people sometimes be afraid of growing because they be scared to leave the people mm-hmm. who they're familiar with. So you be scared mm-hmm. of leaving that place, scared of the judgment, scared of, you know, people going to think that you think you better or anything. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's a lot of fear in growth. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. I totally agree. I think you, you, I was just getting ready to chime in on the, the fear part. Like 
when you start growing and you start your mind and your spirit becomes open to different things. Now you have to be responsible for those things. You can't like the accountability that comes with growth. I think sometimes it's, um, we, we downplay it, but like at the end of the day, like now I can't necessarily blame my shortcomings and my faults on everybody else. Now I'm, mm. I'm in a whole new level. I understand mm. a different thing, a, a different way of living, a different way of seeing a particular thing, which may point back to a lot of what, the reason why I'm in my position might have had a lot to do with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I may not be able to and blame somebody everybody. else. I can't blame mm-hmm. everybody else now for where I am. You know what I mean? So, but it's, 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 it's a lot more comfortable when you, when you don't have to do that and you can, everybody else is the fault, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that fear mm-hmm. is, is big. It's major. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people, people put, put themselves in known positions that they don't want to be. Right. You know, and then complain about it that mm-hmm. somebody else did it. But we we do our, we are our worst own enemy sometimes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you already know, you know how how you're gonna plan your day or what your day is gonna be. All facts. That's if somebody true. if somebody gets you mad, you already know. Am I gonna lash back at them? Am I gonna mm-hmm. cuss them out, or I'm just gonna ignore right. them? You know, right. we are. We're we're planned every day. We plan That's what true. we want to do. Yeah. That's true. You know what's interesting when you said that, I thought about the people at uh let me not let me say when when you go to work with <laughs> Say it. When you say work, it. When you watch work it, with people watch it, watch it, watch uh, yeah, careful, I gotta wait, I gotta wait about it. Be careful. Yeah. I you know, yeah. when you work around a lot of people who complain, it's uh-huh. very interesting to me because you pick the job, mm-hmm. you like, there's nobody forcing you to go in every day. Um, and, you know, we all, we, you know, we don't feel like going sometimes. And that's, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about chronic complaining about a thing that you can change, that you can change. But it's so many people that are stuck. They're so stuck that they don't even realize that the door is wide open to, mm-hmm. to change. It's, it's open. It's just, again, like we go, go back to saying, it's a fear. I'm afraid. You might not even know you're afraid, but I'm afraid to take steps in the direction in which I want to go. So it's just more comfortable to be um, just to complain about it and keep showing up. A lot of times, too, in them scenarios, we really won't. We we won't. Um, how do I articulate it? We want the we want something to happen without putting forth a step. You know what I'm saying? A move. We don't want, like, we don't, I just want it to happen miraculously or I just want it just to fall out of the sky without doing any kind of work. You know what I mean? And that's complacency and comfortability as well. Um, you know, so let me just, hey, can it just, can it just happen? You know, and if it can't, then I'm I'm here. But yeah, there, there's responsibility on our part. You know what I mean? As co-creators with the creator to, to, to make things happen. Um Ahead, where do we get that I where do we get that idea from that that it's just gonna show up on the doorstep? <laughs> um, we got somebody that's chatting online. Um if you are you looking at the on chat online doc? Okay, I'm gonna look at I'm I just added the Diva's Den. Hey. How are you? Oh good. How are you this night tonight? Well, I've been just tuning in and, and listening to your topic. What are your thoughts on our topic on 
becoming? I agree with uh, with 99% of what you all have said so far. Can't agree 100% because that would make it perfect, and, and no situation is perfect. <laughs> and, yes, uh, right? Only want to give us 1%. Why tell you? <laughs> we are all worth it before. Did I just say that? No, I'll just play it. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to be one. No, I'll just play it. <laughs> Look, nobody gets that 100% but the man above. <laughs> Well, uh, but that's you know, a te- that sounds like a t-shirt right there. <laughs> but you know what? I listened to what you all said, growing, evolving, and I agree with you all. It's fear, but sometimes it's moving into the territory of the unknown, the unfamiliar, and you know, and change and becoming someone and getting into a different area of our life that we we just don't know what's going to happen. And if we don't do our homework, if we don't meditate, mm. if we don't set goals, if we don't mm-hmm. wake up early and, and you know, and, and feed our spirit and strategize, when we move to that next level, we are fearful and we don't know what it holds for us and we are not equipped to deal with it. So it does bring on a certain amount of fear because we walk into unknown territory, new friends. We don't know whether they're going to be negative or positive, but we can equip ourselves with what we need to move move mm-hmm. into that next season. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. that's right. I, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Trina Maddox. She's on the chat box. Hey, Trina. Um, I I don't have access to uh, typing in, Sean, you, you, you have it, but this is a, a good friend of ours. She's actually a therapist. I'm going to get her on the show one day um, to talk about trauma in the future when she has some time. All right. So talking about becoming. If you are a T-Mobile listener and you want to chime in, give us a call at 971-379-9537. All other callers, you can call in at 516-453-9110. We're going to listen to a song. Can I piggyback off what Diva said real quick? You know, we'll go, uh, yeah, we'll go to a song. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, going to keep it, I'm going to keep it real real uh short no keep, no no keep. you know we we that's a like that's like you know some of us we go outside the box like we want to like i used to i used to tell my nieces you know they they had to have expensive stuff like y'all living with the joneses y'all trying to live with the joneses but you don't have the joneses money mm. you know what i'm saying mm. so a lot of us a lot of us you know, want to get in that position, but then once we're in that position, you lose everything. So, mm. you know, I always say, I tell my kids, plan, plan, plan what you want to do. I tell my oldest daughter with her kids, plan, help plan your kids' future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but have you ever heard the saying, you know, we make the plans and God laughs? Yeah, I've heard that too. Cause there's a, a there's a certain amount of planning that happens, 
And then there's a the, the, and I I would say uh, I don't I would I don't know percentages wise, but when you said that I was thinking of a snake, and I was thinking of a snake that sheds skin, that even when you move into a new, you know, you plan to move into a new uh, mm. situation, there's still evolving that happens. There's still growth mm. that happens, and you still have to move forward again. You still have to move forward again. And I, I'm a, I, I, go ahead. No, my bad. Are you about to play a song? I was gonna play a song. I was uh, thinking about this topic, and this is one of one of my most favorite songs. Uh, I heard it when I was a kid, and I didn't quite understand it. And now that I'm an adult, I totally get it. So just I'm gonna hit this. Everything must change, and we'll be right back. Everything must change Nothing stays the same Everyone will change No
That was Alita Adams, Everything Must Change. There are so many different versions of that song, but that is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs. Again, I didn't understand that song when I was growing up. Everything Must Change. Our topic tonight is becoming. It is evolving. It. We just celebrated, what, the first of fall. The changing, the changing of the seasons, everything changes. We change. We go from being babies to young, young people, young adults. And then we turn around and next thing we're in our fall seasons of life and our winter seasons of life. Everything changes. Getting rid of the fear. That I think, you know, we talked about that before we went to the um, music, the, the fear. What are we afraid of? What is it that we're actually afraid of? We're afraid of the I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. First, we have to realize what fear is. Fear is not real. False, fear is false evidence of fearing to be real. And once we realize that fear is not real, then I think we can move past it. Fear is all in our minds. But what are we afraid of? What are we afraid of? Growth. It's a new we territory. Are, yeah. We are afraid of what we don't know. Exactly. We're afraid of what we don't know. Like if I step, if I take a step off of a porch, and I don't realize that there's something to catch me, you know what I'm saying? I could get, I could get hurt. At the end of the day, you know what I mean? But I think that's where, um, you know, when you talk about spirituality, where faith comes into play, we have to believe and know that, that you know, all is well and all is going to be well. But in most scenarios and cases, we don't, we, sometimes we just don't, we don't really believe that like we, we say, we may say we do. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of do, it comes out of our mouth, but, but, but the actions don't show that we, that we believe what we say we believe. So it's the unknown. It's like I don't know where I'm on land. I don't know what's next. I don't know what's out there. I don't know what's in the dark. So it's you know the fear of the unknown essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because last night I I faced fear, and this is going to be a, a humorous part thing, but I could not go to sleep last night because it's getting a little chilly in Florida, and outside we have the we have the the, the outside cockroaches, right? And mm-hmm. I don't care how you spray or seal your house. They're going to get in. I saw one, and the fear that it might get on me if I didn't find it kept me up until about 3 o'clock in the morning waiting and hoping for it to come out so I could find it because I couldn't go to sleep because I kept telling myself in my mind, it's going to get on you. It's going to get on you. 
it's got to get on you. Even though there, there was countless other places that it could go, my mind was telling me it is going to get on me, and I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. So it was the fear that it might happen and the fear that it was going to happen that kept me up. I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't clear my mind to say, let it be. It's not going to happen because I had told myself mentally that it's going to happen, and I couldn't go to sleep. So it is that false evidence, and we can't, we can't make ourselves comfortable to move into a new territory regardless until we take that first step and we see, oh, it's easy. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But how do we get to that point, Doc? Right. How do we get to that point? How do we get to that point? I think we we have to understand that at the end of the day, what we focus on is what we attract at the end of the day. Okay. I mean, there's several scenarios where I've had, let's just say, for instance, I'm walking through the kitchen and I had a glass in my hand and I just arbitrarily said, you know what, I'm going to drop this glass or I hope I don't drop this glass. And the next thing you know, like two seconds later, I dropped the glass. You know what I'm saying? And it's it. People may find that real like spooky, or uh, or real you know quirky or what have you. But like at the end of the day, what we focus on is what we get. So if you focus on a lot of what you don't want, you're going to attract a lot of what you don't want. So it's imperative that you know what I'm saying from a just from a mental perspective, um, and sure. vibrational perspective that we put ourselves in position to to focus on what we do want. What is it that you do want? <laughs> what is it that that's you do want? That's very profound. That was profound. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it takes, it, that's, a, that's a serious discipline, you know what I mean? Because we've been, you yeah. know, innately taught um, for a variety of different reasons to, you know, um, to think a particular way and be a particular way. So, you know, when you're talking about um, um changing those neural pathways it's, it's a discipline you know what i mean it takes a lot of discipline and a lot a lot a lot of um a lot of training to, to be to move out of that space yeah mm-hmm. yeah so what true. happens uh you know for for us as african-americans the things that haven't been talked about the realities i'm talking about scientific biological realities on one hand we like to talk about you know we have quirky, you know, sayings and fear and we, you know, fear is a a false evidence. And we, in our minds, we think we believe that, but we have centuries of trauma that has ingrained itself in our neural pathways. Epigenetics is a study uh, where the DNA has retained the trauma that we have um, been presented with. And so when you talk about post-slavery, situations where you had groups of people every now and every so often, they would come through and just chop off people's heads and put them on stakes so that you would be afraid, so that you would stay afraid. And those things don't just disappear. They don't, just like we we claim uh, high blood pressure runs in my family, um, or die, and not. I'm just saying, people. Well, this is this is runs in my family, and this runs in my family, and all of the medical things. Where there are psychological things that run in our family. There are things that fear. Like you look at the black community. It runs. Fear runs 
through our families. We are afraid, and rightly so sometimes. So we have to, like Antonio said, the discipline of practicing. Faith is something that you have to practice. It's not something that you have. It's not a noun. It's a verb. Faith is something that you do. It's not something Mm -hmm. that you say. It's not something that you believe. It's something that you actually have to practice. And so how do you practice it? Every time something comes up that you're afraid of, you do it. You create a new neural pathway for it. Is everybody on? It's okay. It's cricket. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you're you're kicking it, so you know, hey, you you put you 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 talking it, and we. And I hope other people are listening, but I'm receive. I received that. I didn't just listen to that. I received that. So yeah. Okay, I book my I eyes a... real big, like what? <laughs> I, I don't uh, say what. Say I had she had to say that again because I have to go. So what I'm most afraid of, or what bothers me the most, or makes me the most uncomfortable, I got to face it head on. I used to tell uh, <laughs> clients walk towards the barking dog. Walk towards <laughs> the barking dog. You have to do the and thing that you're the most afraid dog. of. Walk towards the barking dog. Because if the other things that we say we believe, we say we believe a lot of things. And the only way to test those beliefs is to do the things that scare us the most. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. That's so true. Like water. Caller. Like deep water. In order for well, to get my, anything over my head, like Six foot or more, you know. I had, I fear for that, but I can swim, so I had to be oh, like. Oh, you can swim. Oh, I, can I was swim, about to say, if you can't swim, I don't recommend that. I recommend you get some lessons first. <laughs> but no, then... I can swim. I can swim, <laughs> but it just the, the fear of being in deep water. But then I like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. So I did it. Yeah. What? What what I found to be too it true truthful in my own life is when I took it upon myself as fearful as situations might be or might have been, is when I found the um the guts to face whatever it is. In most scenarios, it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. That's that's that false evidence. We we create a whole monster, right? The whole idea that this thing is gonna overtake me and I'm gonna drown in it before we even face it or get to it. And then when we face it, it's like, man, that wasn't even that bad. You know what I'm saying? It was significantly less um, traumatic and, and as bad as I thought it was because I chose to, to face it. Um, so I think we just, you know, and I'm, we probably, that may be true in a lot of our lives, like just, yeah, putting ourselves guard, you know, putting ourselves in a position just to go forward and, and letting it be what it's going to be. And in most scenarios, it's, it's not going to be as bad as, as we think. We, we create this stuff in our head. We create the, the, the worst scenarios in our own mind, which, again, like I said a few minutes ago, you know, thinking about what I don't want is going to create more of what I, what I get, you know. So let me – one of the things that my wife and I do now, or one of the words I like to use in, in you know, scenarios is um, when it's something that, you know, we may be facing or something that we may deal with, um, I'll say um, we seek the best outcome for this scenario or this situation. And I can tell you, 95 to 97, maybe 98% of the time, and she, you know, she can confirm, we get the best outcome, don't we? 
Yes. What you yeah. What you say? Yeah. 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 No. Oh, I, I, yeah. When we seek the best outcome, because you know sometimes, like I said, like the people, if you can complain or you're looking for the worst thing, you're going to get that, and it it goes right along with anybody's spiritual practice. If we have been told, you know, if, if you're Christian, I know Christian Christianity. It says in the Bible, don't not to be afraid. Three hundred and sixty-five times it's mentioned not to be afraid. Um, a, a, a time for every day of the week, every day of the year, not to be afraid because it's so it's such a hindrance to be afraid. You miss out on your best life being afraid. All the things and all of the the things you think you want are behind all of the things you are afraid of. So, let's see. We have a new caller, 404-519. Hello, caller. Who's on the line? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. State your name, and where are you calling from? Uh, My name is Greta Thomas, and I'm calling from Covington, Georgia. What's up, cuz? What's up, cousin? What's good? Well, you know, I had a whole lot to say, but y'all said a whole lot since I came on the line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I guess one thing I will say for me, uh, a lot of me becoming in my life has not been uh, dwelled on fear uh, because a a lot of it for me was letting go of old habits and beliefs that came up through my family, because mm. I think you can to this. Um, and I guess maybe the fear part of it was the letting down of other people, as far mm. as my children, uh, my good friends, and some of my family members, because uh, that was an expectation for me not to evolve for me not to become the person that I have become. And uh, like I was talking to my cousin uh, last night, even at the age I'm at, I'm, I'm at a new place in my life. And I have went through the stage of being Greta growing up, you know, my teenage years, becoming a mom because that was the thing I wanted to do at the time and being the wife. And now I'm single, I'm 57 and my children are grown. And who am I? Who am I? Mm. What am I involved in? So that for me is where I'm at now. And the possibilities and the opportunities are there. I just, got to figure out what it is and that as I don't know who said it but the meditation every day and uh, really zoning in because I like every morning at 4 a.m. it's like a clock the alarm clock in my body goes off and I wake up and I haven't been getting in tune to that but as I've started uh, reading and listening and wanting to become who I need to become or who God expects me to be, then I need to start zoning in on that so I can become and evolve into the person that I need to be at this age. 
uh, I used to worry about my retirement and what, how much I needed to have in order to retire and to do this. And it, the money, although you may need it, I, I still don't know who I am. I still don't mm. know, you know, wow. so I can have retirement funds I need, but what what's going to do with me? Mm. So the challenge for me and the complexities of life is not, and, and all, see, that's been dwelled in my head. When you get this age, you need to have this amount for this thing, and you need to have this and that. But then I don't even know who I am mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, as a society, I think as a society, we have evolved and have and and have a different focus. Even as a whole society, uh, growing up, your parents ask you, people ask you, what you want to do when you, what you want to be when you grow up, what you want to be when you grow up, um, which is kind of a ridiculous uh ridiculous question what do you want to be when you grow up who are you now who do you want to become not just so when i was growing up it was your choices were you want to be a doctor you want to be a lawyer you want to be a teacher you you know a police officer and then you were getting but you want to be a lawyer because they make a lot of money. You want to be a doctor because they make a lot of money. You want to be, you know, an engineer because they make a lot of money. And everything was just do this so you can grow up to make a lot of money. Yes. But then you never were uh, told that you may have all the money in the world, but you're not healthy. So they didn't mm-hmm. dwell in you to eat healthy. They didn't mm-hmm. dwell in you to meditate and take care of your mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't dwell in mm-hmm. you that even though you made all that money, uh, you would spend it all trying to become healthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that and that's, that's what I, That's black folks' family for you. Yeah. I think it goes back to, you know, everything that you said, Tish, and even you, Greta, like it's all attached to the idea that becoming is uh it's all attached to material you know the things that we obtain from a material standpoint you know what i mean the the our our status you know what i mean if i got all mm-hmm. this stuff then i'm good when in actuality you you may not be you got a billion dollars but you you're tore up inside mentally you may be getting ready to kill yourself the next day and nobody knows but from an outside perspective, everybody like, man, this this cat has everything, but he really doesn't because, or she doesn't because they don't have a peace of mind. There you, you know go. But but that's not self development. You know what I mean? Working on the internal things and your trauma, working through your traumas and and issues. That's not something that we have been in this country that's been uh, popularly like discussed or or promoted. Get, 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 get this job, get that, you know, you got to get that job, get that car, get that house, get that wife, get that blah, 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 blah. And then in all that getting, you know what I mean? You're not, you don't have, you don't get any understanding. You don't don't have understanding and all that getting get understanding. And we think that it means just one thing, but it really means understand yourself. If you Uh don't under, if you under, if you don't understand yourself, how can you understand anything? How can you understand your kids? How can you understand anything if you don't understand your own self? 
that's why we keep repeating cycles. That's why we keep right. repeating um uh uh cycles, bad cycles. What do you call it? Mm-hmm. Um, break break the chains. You gotta break the chains. Break that chain. But how can how can you break the chain if you don't even know that you like the chain starts with you and even mm-hmm. before you and the person before you didn't know it, so they didn't break it. That's our parents. Them, right? That's or our maybe, parents. Because yeah. where I grew up at, nobody never acknowledged their flaws. Hmm. It's like it was flawless and they didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, you in order to have true improvement, you got to be able to break your flaw. You got to know what it is you need to improve from. So when nobody mm-hmm. talks about it or it, you know, it's... You you can't say it. It's unheard of. You you, you don't talk about that part. So how well, do you how do you improve from what you don't want you don't to even acknowledge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like when <laughs> when your mother and father argued about finances or something like that, we were told to go to the bedroom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were told, but. That right there is 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 a learning experience for us. But when we got older, we wasn't told. Well, you know, you get married, this and that. You, we were pretty much on our own. On your own, right. period. My parents didn't argue. Learn. My parents didn't argue about finances in front of me at all. I didn't even know that there was anything to argue about. But we never talked about a thing. See? We didn't talk about a thing, and. I taught personal development for a few years for um, Ellie camp and they did, they, it was a camp that the kids would come all summer long. It was a great camp. They learned dance, but I was uh, commissioned to teach personal development. And we talked about finances in the personal development. And I would tell them, if you have these conversations with your parents and they get upset, leave it alone. And although money isn't an emotional thing, it is very emotional for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a trigger. And it's a trigger that people get from their, their, fa- their families, their mothers, and their dads. And so we hold up all of this information or lack of information, and we get emotional about it, and we get into fights about it, when it really isn't designed for that at all. Mm-hmm. That's why I was always told to mind my business. Okay, got it now. (laughs) I think for me, the cycle changed when um, I was introduced to another lifestyle by my high school sweetheart. I I had stepped out of my comfort zone. My mom was a working mom. She single mom. She had uh, left my dad with six girls. And uh, she taught herself how to drive, walk to work, and uh, she worked at a college in the cafeteria. I met a gentleman in high school that was uh, head of the football team, the basketball team, the baseball team, and he liked me enough to want me to be his girlfriend. Introduced me to his parents. His mother was a school teacher. His father was an assistant principal. That was Mm. way out of my league. But... I got an opportunity to see another lifestyle, how they were living Mm -hmm. versus our lifestyle. Then Mm -hmm. I realized, and I saw for the first time, that there was another another side 
that I could have, but I had mm. to find out how I could obtain that. So mother saw something in me. I always had a high self-esteem of myself. I, I was, my mom would always tell me, you're too different. You always want to do something different. Of all of my six girls, you are the one that wants to be different. I never let it kill my self-esteem. But when I met that family, I saw the mother took me under her wings. She said, you have too much ability. You're graduating. You're going to college. I didn't know what college was. She said, you've got to take the SAT test. What is wow. the SAT test? And so she said, and her husband said, that we'll pay for it. Sent me wow. to the college the college campus. I And when I realized what it was, it was achievement test where they ask you the same questions over and over in different forms. And if you pass them, you're admitted to college. I passed the test. Then there's something, a, a, a totally different thing that I've evolved into, college. I was the first in my, uh, in my family to go to college. Then I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. They coached me through that. And oh, that's time, wonderful. Yeah, I kept evolving and evolving, and I just kept believing in the Lord that he would not lead me to something and leave me. And I had to just be obedient and follow him and listen for the signs that he was giving me that it was going to be okay. So I just kept evolving and kept evolving, but I also kept a positive circle around me. I tried to eliminate as much negativity as I could because when you start That's critical. to be more positive, very critical, because mm-hmm. when you start to be more positive, the negative is going to come at you with things like, this. I don't know why you want to do that. Why are you trying to be different? That's not going to get you anywhere. You ain't going to do that. You can't succeed at that. But because I had been introduced to something different, I was hungry for something different. I was hungry to evolve. And I wanted to get as much knowledge as I could to continue. I, I think you, uh, there are some critical things that you have said in, what, in all of that that you said. The thing that stands out to me really is the getting rid of negative, anything that you can get rid of that's negative that's surrounding you. It is critical but in our comfort zone, sometimes we don't want to let go. Mm. And we yeah. know some of, the, some of this stuff is these people, <laughs> these habits. Because it's not, it's not just, it's, it's habits, it's people, it's a lot of things that do not, that are not conducive to our highest good, to our greater good. And we just are so comfortable in those things that we don't want to let them go. Nope. We got to well, keep them. We got to keep them around so they can see what we're doing. We got to keep them around. Yeah. So they can nah. see who we're dating, who we're talking to, or you know how we're moving. All that BS that's giving you extra confusion and an extra headache. I think yeah. um, what Tamika said earlier that she realized that she was in the light. You know that that that, that can come in so many different forms. I, I've observed in people, like for myself, I did not realize how confused 
for lack of a better term, how confused and how dark everything was until I, until it wasn't. Um, I have spent a large majority of my life in personal development. I was a teenager reading psychology books because I internally, I just felt like there was more, there was just more and more to know, more to understand. I am a seeker of seeker of knowledge, a seeker of truth, and I don't settle for what people tell me. I've never have. I ask a million questions and a million more. Uh, my new job, they, my principal, she's like, I'm going to send you that meme asking all them questions. Because I, I will ask a million questions because I want to understand. And I've been that way like my entire life. Because I don't, there's more. There is more, and I want to get to the more. Personal development is, hello? Personal development is critical. Um, there, it, it, it's, it's just critical for growth. People do not, there's a thing that we use at work, growth mindset. Has anybody heard of the growth mindset? No, it, it's something that's, it's a really, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's really interesting because it's uh, for the kids. It's a, a growth mindset means that you thrive on challenge and you don't see failure as a way to describe yourself, but as a springboard for growth and developing your abilities. So you do not see failure as a way to describe yourself and Really, what is failure? What's failure? What really is failure? I tell uh, my clients, if a baby is learning how to walk and a baby falls down, do we call that baby, do we call that failure? Mm. No, we nope. praise no. and encourage and we encourage and we praise mm-hmm. more until mm-hmm. that baby gets that confidence and does it again and falls down again do we say oh you so su- you suck at walking no we continue mm-hmm. to praise and encourage until they get the hang of it why don't we do that for ourselves and for one another ego somebody falls down yeah, i think we don't see enough of it yeah yeah somebody falls down Somebody has a, a, I don't know, moral failure or whatever, you know, that's what they call it in church, moral failure. Things happen. Why do we, like, get on that person to the fact, to the point where people kill themselves when that's not really the way that that growth happens and fail? What Y'all remember that song a long time, that Donnie McClurkin, we fall down, but we get up? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we play Everybody played the mess out of that song But Right now Somebody's done something And are you encouraging that person Have you Reached out to that person Are you Partnering with that person Or are you just getting on to them And they don't You know you should know better You shouldn't have done that Ah and all of the just beating down on people that we do. 
there's there's certain ways of being down on people, too. Now, I I, I talk about this. I think about this at work, okay, at my part-time job. Let me put it like that. Um, One of our requirements is to open credit accounts, okay? What they do is um, they glorify and praise the people who open credit, okay? The people who try and are not opening credit, they, they really are harder on you. They don't encourage you, and they don't say to you, here's, a, here's another strategy you can use. But what we hear all day long is, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so is on his fifth credit. Thank you very mm. much. Who's next? You know, mm. it, doesn't bother, it doesn't bother me because I know and understand that I'm a, I, can, I can do it. But I just might not be able to do it at the rate that person is doing it. He mm-hmm. may just have that, what I call that thing. I don't let his ability to have that thing affect me. But I can see and I hear from my other coworkers how it affects them because we keep this, uh, this ear piece in our ear the entire time we're at work. So anytime somebody gets that, we constantly have to hear that. So... It starts at home. It's at work. You don't get praise for trying. You don't mm. get. You don't even get praise for. Okay, you asked fifteen people today. Good job. At least we know you're trying. But the minute that one person may look up and get one credit, you hear mm-hmm. it all day long. That mm. that some people never get away from that. They can ever get that out of their head. It it lessens their ability to think positive of themselves because they're basing it solely on the fact that they can't open credit. For me, I just look at it like, oh, well, that wasn't a lucky one, maybe the next one. And I I just say, well, they are able to do it today. It's going to be me tomorrow or the next day, but everybody can't get there. Everybody that's takes called, that beating constantly. That's called perseverance. Mm-hmm. Perseverance. Perseverance. You have to have perseverance in order to evolve, in order to become. You have to know today, and I might not have made it, but tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, I might not have made it, but the next day. Like there, you we can't it we can't give up. We have to have that perseverance. What we're finding to be a problem is school artists students are lacking that perseverance these days. Did was there some hello? Someone wanted to say? No, go ahead and finish the statement. Oh, it's me. Oh. Can hey. you hear me? Hello? Okay. Yes, we can hear you. No, I was gonna say that I think I mean and, and in line with what you're saying too, I think um <clears throat> it's imperative that as we, you know, circulate through life that we find our tribe and we find, like, we, it, this thing is, is, I don't think it's meant to do by ourselves. Um, it's difficult as is alone. But finding people that that can encourage you and push you and, and can hold space for you and that can, can, can hold, you know, you in grips and, and, and hold you accountable as well, but that, that that's there for you every step of the way, um, that's hard to do. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we, we've been – people and then they show their true colors because they have their own traumas 
and scenarios or situations that they work through and they, you know, end up not being. But finding your tribe, finding people that you can, you know what I'm saying, that can encourage you and help you along the way. I think it, when we talk about, you mentioned kids not being able to find that. The reality of it is I was sharing with a coworker the other day, a lot of the adults that, and teachers that work in education now are so traumatized, and they don't realize how traumatized they are and that, that when they engage and deal with a lot of these kids, they're being triggered because they actually seen them don't even know it because their awareness is not there. You know what I mean? So they're acting out of pure trauma of being triggered because, hey, you said something, you did that, but it's just a, it's just reminiscent of what I went through in my childhood. So I'm lashing mm-hmm. out at you. In actuality, I'm really upset because nobody came to my defense and nobody came and helped me mm-hmm. when I was your age. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, they end up doing more damage in those scenarios because they're not aware. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to, 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 um, on top of that, not having, you know, parents that are, that can be strong advocates for them because they have their own traumas and their own scenarios and issues they're dealing with. So, but anyway, yeah, my, my point was just, I think we just, we have to really like, it's imperative to find your tribe, find your group, find the people that you can connect to. Um, that's about you just as much as you can be about them and help push you through these scenarios and to, you know, being a better individual all the way around. Yeah. I, I have, I, I have a, a, a thought about that. When you really think about it, as we evolve, as you work on evolving and being your best self, do you really even have to find your tribe or do they find you? Do we find That's each true. other? Good point. Yeah. You're right. You attract, you attract who you are. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and, a lot and of I can, people. I can honestly say, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I can honestly say that that, that happens. It, it, it really happens. I've seen it happen, and I can only speak of me. Mm-hmm. I started at, when I first started at Macy's in 2015, it was toxic. I used to, it was mm-hmm. so toxic, I would hate to go into work. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I needed to stay there because I hadn't got the lesson. The Lord was placing me there for a lesson, and I couldn't leave and evolve until I got the lesson. Okay, I wanted to walk away. But along comes. Uh, a manager, the first time I was in her presence, I felt, without her saying a word, I felt the energy of like, uh, of like, like we, were, we were alike. Mm-hmm. We had something in common now. And I eventually told her, once I left that Macy's and transitioned to another Macy's, I said, when you came on and you started managing that department that I was in, I felt a connection to you immediately. And mm. I later found out that it was because our level of positivity, of supporting, of believing that we were going to evolve to the next stage of our lives because we believe in each other and we believe in life itself. And, and like you said, we had, we had per- perseverance. Uh, we read, you know, we read things to encourage our minds. We meditated. So mm. now, she has introduced me to four other people mm-hmm. every day for the last two years. We text every single day positive quotes, inspirational quotes. We get together once or twice a month 
to feed on all of that energy. And, and we're honest with each other. If we're going through something, we, we are honest about it. We feed on each other for, for knowledge, you know, for, for whatever else that, that is going to keep us going. So you do attract to you what you're like. What you're like. Stand still. Yeah. And the thing is I that people, it. It, it's, a very, it's very funny, and I am more of a observer now than I am. Like, I'm a talker because I like to talk. But I like I observe now, and people you'll meet someone and they cannot stand their quote end quote friends, and this <laughs> and these are the people that you have surrounded yourself with or you are surrounded by, and you can tell me all of the negative things about these people, but this is your circle, so yes. you're you're the common denominator. If your friends mm-hmm. are terrible people. How are you friends? How do you attract? You don't attract. You don't resonate. You don't. You don't resonate with that. With that, that you're not like. So mm-hmm. there are things about us, and and people are mirrors. If you have anybody that is in your life currently that's close to you, they're a mirror of some part of you. Now, I'm not saying all of it, but we are all alike each other. Good, bad, right, wrong, and indifferent. And But sometimes people do not want to accept who they are in the, um, in the scenario. They don't want, I think Greta said this earlier, they don't want to talk about who they are, the negative things or the things that need to be changed. We don't talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. We're only going to focus on but you can't, you can't, if you can't identify what needs to be changed, you can't change it. Our call-in number is 516-453-9110. That's 516-453-9110. If you're calling from a T-Mobile phone, give us a call at 971-379-9537. 971-379-9537. Get in on this conversation of becoming we're going to take a few minutes and station identification break and a song and we're coming right back with our topic becoming evolving
Yo, this is singer-songwriter Antonio Magaha, and you are now tuned in to B-Radio. Peace. That was Judy and Changing. Uh, the great part of being uh, married to a musician is all the hot music. He was listening to that song earlier, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is that? And I thought it was perfect for uh, today's topic, Changing, Becoming evolving um let's see i there's a a a church that um that my husband sings at and their motto is bless bloom and become and every time they say it and they they say it as an affirmation we are here to bless bloom and become 
And every time they say it, I think it's just such an amazing thing to say because it encapsulates everything. I'm here to bless. That means that's my relationship with others. And I'm here to bloom and become. That is my relationship with myself. Um, And so a lot of people, they like to, uh, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. But how is that really like as we're all here in the the garden together, how is that helpful for other people? You know, you got yours. Well, I got mine. You better get yours. How do we move away from some of that, some of those thoughts, some of that ideology? anybody well if you if you know anything about the the good the good word and the good book and you've heard just say it you know that it's not all about you you are blessed so you can bless others and that's that that's what I've always been taught if you have been blessed and you are receiving a blessing you have to bless somebody else <clears throat> to keep on being blessed because a blessing is not for you to keep; it's for you to for you to uh, show somebody else how to be blessed. Whether that's to teach them how to be in a better place, or to share some positive knowledge with them, or to share whatever with them, you have to. You know, you have to. When you're blessed, you have to bless someone else, whatever it's with. Do you think that people know how to bless to... other people? You think do they do? We know how to bless other people. I think there are a few people that know how to do it. I think some people know how to do it, but they don't do it because they're selfish. It's all, like you said, it's all about I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I think they don't want to do it because some people are selfish. So then, because I, I don't see how it's possible to have a blessing and hold it to yourself. I don't see how that's even possible. If you're actually being blessed, being selfish will make people do the weirdest things. Yeah, being selfish <laughs> will make you be a, a pretender as well, too. That you're getting yeah, this and you're yeah. getting that just for talk or clout. Just for talk. Yeah. Just for clout. Mm-hmm. I, what the what the kids say? Cap. That's mm-hmm. cap. <laughs> yeah. You cap. You capping. Because. If I, I feel like if you're I, really I, blessed, go ahead. I cut you off. Go ahead. I I feel like if you're really blessed and you're blessed to your soul, I think being blessed is a life changing. It's going from um, dark to light, and when you're when you are light, you shine, and you shine on everybody. Mm-hmm. Antonio, what were you saying? Now, I was going to say again, I think, you know, um, sharing, giving, being selfless is, is, again, one of those things that it doesn't come through osmosis. We have to be taught, you know what I mean? Um, Hopefully, in most scenarios, you know, from an optimistic standpoint, we we hope that we can be taught that as a child, but we know that's not necessarily the case, but... But I think we sometimes the expectation is that just because that word exists and we understand it, you know, at, on an adult level, is that people are just innately, or not even innately, but they just supposed to know what that 
means and how to do it, but we have to be taught how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes expecting somebody to know how to do that, having not been taught, is is, mm-hmm. is ludicrous. We have to be. Yeah, sometimes true. we have to teach us teach each other as adults. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to. It just doesn't. It ain't something that just just happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, it just it just doesn't just happen. Got to be taught. But so you know, I think we have to you know do our best. Go ahead. What? But you know, sometimes I'm I'm not um I'm going back back a little bit. You know, sometimes yeah. when we're blessed to bless somebody else, that person that we're trying to bless, sometimes they're disrespectful on the blessing that we're giving them. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But something well, but I think in that vein well I think in that vein, um, DJ Sean Sometimes people don't know how to receive, and that can be related to trauma as well. Some people don't know how to receive. We think, you know, well, man, I'm giving you this, and I'm trying to help you, and, you know, I could see where this could be and could assist you in moving beyond your situation of where you are. But in reality, in their shoes, they may not be in a situation where they've ever been um, taught how to receive. Yeah, you're true. That's true, You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I'm I think, giving you something, if I'm giving you something, I, I should be giving it to you without expectation. That's what I was going to say. There you, there you go. There you, you go. You don't owe me. You owe yourself. So if mm-hmm. you abuse you anything that I give you, that's on you. That those that's that was your blessing and it wasn't your blessing from me. It was mm, your right. blessing right. from right. your yes. creator. Because he's the one who gives that person the mind to give you something. Anytime you giving somebody something and you expecting something out of them, you're selfish. You you mm. you, you have power Ow. over them. You want to mm-hmm. have power yep. over them, and you shouldn't yep. want to have power over nobody. Right. You're right about that. It. It's cool. not a blessing yeah. for the other person if you're still holding on to it. Who, who's, exactly. who's that, who's that, who's that, who's that and, that was just talking? Tamika. I'm Tamika. Okay. And, 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 and on the point of um, getting to the top, I believe this is the problem with society right now. Everybody wants to be at top. And when you get to the top, and if you're at the top and you by yourself, you're going to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have nobody to share with. You're always supposed to grab somebody's hand and pull them along yeah. with Ooh. you. And so, and like really? I said, that's the problem with society now. And society is going down bad because everybody wants to have more and more and more. And you have all this stuff, and then there's so many people that don't have anything, and and, and we are dying mm-hmm. as a society because we got just these few people that got everything, and so mm-hmm. many people don't have enough. Right. That's right. You're right. I I that I the I had a little ouch moment with the um in the you know cuz I tried to um the the giving part you know you there are givers and there are, are takers sometimes and I try to shift my paradigm on that 
because I'm a giver by nature. But what I have learned over the years is you also have to investigate yourself. Why are you even giving? What heart Mm -hmm. and spirit are you giving out of anyway? Like, is this something or are you giving so that somebody will like you? Are you giving because you're trying to uh, not be abandoned? So the more you give, and that doesn't work, because sometimes the more you give out of the wrong spirit, the more people do you wrong because you're not supposed to be doing that in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's assignments are so specific to who they are that you can't look over at somebody because you can look at somebody and go, ooh, that person is giving, 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 and that must be a great person. And what if they're not even giving in the right? Now, the person who's getting it maybe is helpful for that person, but maybe the person giving is in the wrong, they're in the wrong place. Or the person who's not giving, you know, we count people's money a lot. You know, we do that as a society as well. Oh, that person is rich. That person's supposed to, that, why they not doing this and why they not doing that? And we count somebody's money all the time when that's not even your job to, to be trying to figure out why somebody is or isn't doing something. We should be focused on our, we got so much business of our own that we just don't have any time for other people's business. But you're talking about giving, and, you know, and I think I, I have a spirit of giving, too. I have a, I have a, a spirit of kindness. I've always had mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, and it doesn't have to be. It's not about money. It's not about mm-hmm. material things. Um, I have a, a, a plaque on my wall that says kindness counts. And I used to have an Oprah kindness journal. And I used to journal every day about kindness. Now, for no reason, uh, more so than I've ever done it. I've done it all my life. But I just send out cards to family, to friends, just kindness cards. I want you to know that you that uh, what you did, what you said, what you shared, how you're helping, you know, it's really thoughtless of you. And it brings joy to me to know that there's somebody out there that that is also kind to somebody else. I don't expect anything in return. I don't even care if they tell me they got it because I know they got it. But Mm -hmm. I sent it and however they want to receive it. And I I tell you this, have I ever gotten a card like that in the mail? (laughs) No. But it's not about what I get back from them. It's what I gave from my heart a word of kindness, because that's what I felt. Because I do believe that there are not enough kind things that are said to people every day and about people. We, You could always walk into a building or walk up to a friend or a stranger, and the first thing you hear out of their mouth is something negative. Mm-hmm. And what they expect and what they're used to is negative uh, energy, gets a negative response, and most of the time that's true. But if you have a negative spirit and you walk up to somebody and somebody says something positive, that kind of throws that, kind of throws that person off. They're going to do one, one or two things. They're going to turn around and walk off, or they're going to attack you and say, oh, you always just tried to be so nice. 
So I mean, I don't expect anything well, in return, but I, I think, think some people I think do there's this a way. Difference. I think there's a difference between being nice and kind. Um, those are two okay. different things to me. Um, okay. I think that being kind is what we, everybody should be. Being nice for me is, mm, it's a different thing. Um, you know how people, like, uh, they they get walked all over because they're nice yeah. all the time. I think there's a, a limit for nice. I think kind. I think we should all be kind. I don't think there's any reason to be uh, a butthole to anybody. But it's not always time to be nice. Not always. Okay. Mm-hmm. But kind, yes. I, I, I love that idea of sending out cards and having no expectation, no nothing attached to it. Um, to doing something kind and opening up the door for somebody. That's That's being kind. Um, without expecting anything in return. I think that is definitely more more kindness needs to be happening in the world today. Let, let's move. Uh, as we're, you know, coming to the last 30 minutes, I want to ask you all about personal, personal development for yourself. Personal development. What do you, I I think Antonio talked about it earlier, there are maybe five areas of personal development, um, mental, social, spiritual, emotional, and physical. How are you all developing yourselves in this arena? How are you evolving? How are you becoming in these arenas? Do you have journals do you write down goals do you hit all of those things or only you focused on one area anybody want to go you know i'm a talker so i'll go (laughs) (laughs) i write down (laughs) i write down my goals i make a thing to do list every day so i'll stay on track if i remember something that i need to get done i add it to my things to do list and I and I marked the I start at the top, the most important at the top. I do those first. And if there's something that I don't finish on that list, I start at the bottom of that list and put it on the top of my list for the next. But I do do a lot of self help reading, and one of my favorite books that I passed on numerous times is a book by Barbara DeAngelis, and it's called Secrets About Life. Every woman should know, let me tell you. And there are a list of ten things that I have just been reading this book over and over and over again uh, and blessing people with it since 1999, 1998, somewhere back during that time. As a matter of fact, I started over again reading it yesterday. What's the name of the book? It. It's called Secrets About Life Every Woman Should Know. And it's by Barbara DeAngelis, Ph.D. I'm writing that, writing that down. Carol, it's so profound. That's the only thing I can say. Men, you can read, read it too. She's got 
she wrote a book about uh, women are from Mars and men are from oh, Venus. Oh, men are from something. No, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. <laughs> right, right. I think she wrote that too, and it's so spot on. But uh, that book, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's my book. I have a couple of other books by Maya Angelou that I read, you know, daily because it's full of affirmations. But, uh, yeah, I work on me every day. I'm eating healthy. Uh, I, I can do more in the gym. Uh, that, that's, that's my weakest point. <laughs> I saw your birthday. I saw one of your birthday videos. You, you, you look like you're doing all right. <laughs> you you well, was listen, moving all right on that video. <laughs> well, I'm a work, I'm a work in progress. Does anybody else want to uh, talk about how they um, are hitting those five mental, spiritual? Are are these something that are these things that you all think about, or do you kind of hit or miss? Um, are you intentional, or could anybody need a little a little help? And just for the record. Anybody out there in internet radio land, I am a certified life coach. I can be reached at becomingexcellentb.com for, uh, I do a free 15-minute um, conversation to see what your goals are, where you want to go, what are you trying to achieve. A lot, of my, a lot of my customers or a lot of my clients, when they start off, they don't even know where they actually are going to end up. But I, I would encourage people, if they are stuck, get a life coach, get a therapist, move some of that, because um, we don't know everything, and we need help a lot. This is why we go to school. And sometimes when people, they stop going to school, they stop learning. And it's just, we have a whole life. It's so many, it's so many days between our birth date and our the end date that we could utilize and and discover more about ourselves so we could we could actually live the a better life than we even know that there's out there to live so um i'm available again becoming excellent b.com if you anyone out there looking for a life coach cj sean what are you doing I'm sorry. Say it again. I said, do, "What? How are you achieving your goals? How are you hitting those um, mental, spiritual, um, social goals to become to to bloom even more?" I have, I have, uh, I have good people. You know, the man upstairs. You know, good mentors. Um, you know, just by talking and, and, and letting people know what my goals are and just getting feedback and opinions, you know, on where Mm -hmm. you want to be at. I mean, even though, you know, I'm 53, I still get opinions on what I want, you know, what I want to continue on doing in Mm -hmm. my life. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, um, it's pretty much growth to me. It's, it's all growth to me. Everything's growth. 
Mm-hmm. You're growing. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. I mean, there it, wisdom is found in the counsel of wise people. So, I, like, I, I don't know why we think that we know, we get to be grown and we know everything. And, and people wouldn't say they think that, but they don't ask any questions. They don't look for any information. They just run mm-hmm. on what they've been doing what for the last, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 years, this is what I've been doing. This is what I've been knowing. Don't eat, don't taste nothing different. Don't go try new meal. Just everything is just, it's safe. It's safe. So. What what would make a person, like I think the thing that makes a person ask those questions and move in that direction is awareness. I think we still have to, like we, 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 and I know it probably sounds like I'm coming up with excuses for humanity, but I think we have to really take into consideration, like, you know, the way we were, we were raised, the environments we've been raised in, um, the things that we've been given. Like, we all at some point, before we got to the point to be able to have the conversation that we have tonight or we're having tonight, we've all had stuff we had to um, overcome, you know what I'm saying, mental blocks spiritual blocks and things of that nature because we've all been the people that we are discussing or talking about, you know what I mean, that have been stagnant, that have been stuck. So I think we all, you know, it's, it's, it's imperative to keep in mind that everybody's path is their path, you know what I'm saying, how they get there, when they get there is not really our business. I think at the end of the day, as people that are, are aware or, you know, consider ourselves to be more aware is that we being intentional about, every day being our best selves and being the best example that we can be to try to influence those that are not where we are, you know what I'm saying, so to speak, to get to that spot or at least move in that direction. Um, but awareness is everything. When you don't have awareness, you don't know. And I think that's what we, you know, we deal with a great deal in society is a lot of people that are just completely unaware. Um, but like I said, just being our best selves, doing what we need to do, being, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, and so on and so forth, and in hopes that, you know, those circles that we are, we've been called influence, that we can we can move them along and encourage them to be better. I think that's our, that should be our intent. That was good. Mm-hmm. You, you should run for office or something. <laughs> yeah, never that. <laughs> Any of my, uh, my other callers you want to chime in? Because as he's talking about awareness, shows like this um, bring awareness. People, You might hear something that you've never thought of, and this is a way to bring awareness. So there might be some secret that you have um, that someone else, this is a blessing. This could be a blessing. You know, it's not monetary, but what's something that you do? Some Somebody out there listening might be like, you know what? I never thought about that or doing that. I'm going to try that. And it changed their entire life. That's true. Well, this show is deep tonight, boy. You got a lot of dead air. No, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm boy, you got everybody thinking. Everybody thinking. Ooh, I just want somebody else to talk because, you, again, I say this. I'm a talker, and every time Doc says something, something else goes ding, ding. I, 
I love, I love it. That's me too. I things spark my thoughts, and it just gets me to thinking more and more, and just. I, but that's evolving for me. That's evolving. So in the meantime, uh, we are my next show, uh, ten eighteen. We're gonna be talking with women in business, women women in business. So you know, tune in next Wednesday for women in business. Uh, I have a whole lineup from now to the end of the year uh, on the Becoming Excellent B Radio Lifestyle Show. Someone else is going to say something. Diva. Mm-hmm, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk with Doc about about another show. You know, you you all mentioned briefly how growing up, you when you start to ask your parents questions and they say leave that alone. That's grown mm-hmm. folks' business. Uh, we got to talk. I found out from grown folks' business about my family legacy that I didn't know today, and it was so interesting to me. I'm 65, and I'm just finding out some of this stuff. And how many people are walking around not knowing who they are because parents have said, <laughs> "Leave that alone. You don't need to know that." <laughs> Well, listen. I, let me tell. Let me tell you something. My 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 sister is, is she still on there, Tamika? I'm listen. <laughs> we just found out that we were sisters a year ago, so we know. I know about the grown folks' business. Leave that alone. We just found out we were sisters. I grew up an only child, and I have a host of brother beautiful brothers and sisters. My sister who's on here now, we look like twins. I grew up not ever having anybody that I looked like. And I look at her picture daily because I'm like, wow, this is blood. This is somebody that we look just alike. So grown folks business, and it's a whole story behind all of of that. (laughs) Well, y'all not saying nothing. We uh, we I, I we got twelve I, minutes. Okay, Greta, I'm at twelve minutes. Tish, go ahead, Greta. I'll just say this. I mean, uh, and you know this for a fact that I guess I become in the awareness of being more healthy because in in our family we have longevity, but for me looking at the longevity and looking at my mother and aunties and all how long they've lived, but in living as long as they have, their health is not where it needs to be. I don't want to be uh, 70 and barely moving around. Mm. So for me, the awareness of being healthy with the longevity is something that I've been working on. Um, so I just wish that we would, because my dad, he, he had two open heart surgeries and the doctor came out and talked to us about it and everything. And he said, you know, y'all think that he just started having these clogged arteries since he's gotten older. He said, but y'all clogged arteries starts in your 20s. And he said, oh, wow. you need to start educating yourself with and being more health conscious because you don't get in bad health 
when you're older, you're already there. Mm-hmm. It just becomes more prevalent mm-hmm. once you get to that age. And yeah. that's been thing for me because even I've been talking to my 22-year-old daughter about becoming more healthy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she's at that stage now where, you know, she's beautiful and everything's wonderful and lovely, but I look at the food she consumes. I look at, you know, the things she does and staying mm-hmm. up all night and sleeping half the day. And, you know, so I've started trying to become, make her more aware and be more health conscious because I don't want her to look up at 35 and wondering why she can't get rid of this weight. Right. So, yeah, so that just awareness as black people without yeah, you're, help. You're right about that because when I had my stroke, the guy came in and said, oh, you started, you started having high blood pressure when you was 25 years old. I didn't know oh, this. Wow. It's a way that they can. It's a way that they can detect. Wow. When you, when you now, it's a way they can detect when you start having all these issues and stuff early in life. That's why I say. That's why I say that. I'm. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying this real quick. That's why I say that our parents don't tell us. You know who has high blood pressure? Who has heart? You know. Uh, you know. This and that's wrong with him, you know, alcoholic in your family. We don't know all this. And, and then when our kids are asking, we look, we look dumbfounded because we don't right. know. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes we know, but we, we don't act on it. You know, as we, this conversation has definitely inspired me to um, really you know, we're coming down to the end of the year, you know, if I uh, believe it or not. I think we have like 80 more days or something, 80 something, or maybe not even 80 anymore. And it'll be 2024. And, you know, what What we are big on are, you know, what is it we do, New Year's resolutions. What are the things that, you know, <laughs> at the beginning of the beginning well, of last year, for next year. Yeah. right, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then we actually, you know, do we, do we hit those goals? How do, and if we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and keep getting the same results over and over again, you're making the same resolutions. What are we doing differently to reach our goals, to achieve our goals? Sometimes we need help. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes we're afraid to ask for help. Uh, we need accountability. Everybody needs accountability. But um, but this conversation has definitely inspired me to to really look at, you know, my evolving. I love to read. I like to evolve my mind. But it's not just my mind that needs uh, evolving. I need, you know mind, body, soul, spirit, everything. Because what good is it all if your body not working? Mm-hmm. So, we probably, we need to do a, a, a becoming challenge. You need to think about that and, and do a becoming challenge for for ourselves and for the listeners and hold each other accountable to, um, you know, the goals and things that, that we want to to manifest that we want to see happen. 
So we'll 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 mm-hmm. come up with that. And anybody wants anybody wants to get in on that. I do. You, have, <laughs> you say what? That's I think what I that's mean. a great great idea. Can we get somebody uh can we get somebody to sponsor? Can we get some sponsors? DJ Sean, <laughs> we got some sponsors out there at Radio Land. For 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 the uh for the challenge y'all get ready to do? Y'all get ready. The challenge that we're getting ready to do. <laughs> can, yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, we get some sponsors. That a throw, and, just had to throw me into that, didn't you? Yeah. Y'all. <laughs> that that's how we that's how you know it's like that we're all we're all evolving that's it it we don't have to look for um we don't have to chase down what's good for us sometimes it it's it's there good people come because we reflections of they're reflections of who we are um I have this radio show because of d j Sean he don't know me from a can of paint and just coming on to his other show. And his generous spirit and his kindness, he's like, we'll give you a show. Him and Robin, I thought Robin was was gonna come on and and, and talk. Thanks. She didn't. Hold on. Robin, you there? Hi, hi Where's everybody. You? Hey, what a wonderful show hey, tonight, man. This is our I know, I knew it was coming. I knew the giggle was coming. How are you this evening? I'm doing re- really good. You know, uh, uh, that 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 self care and staying up and keeping up. You know, v- very important. You know, you have to. Uh, you want your mind, your thoughts to be deliberate because so as a man thinks so is he so we can't afford to allow ourselves to become bored uh-huh. or uh 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 it's just any anything on that level you know you got you got to keep yourself up so if you're bored and you let your mind be idle then you're not going to accomplish. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to be anything. And that's like pitiful. And God wants us to be, yeah. And God wants us to be prosperous and fruitful Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. multiplying and and Mm -hmm. all of that. And multiplying things, you can't do it by yourself. (laughs) You know, Everybody wants to do that me, me, me thing, and I, I got mine, you get yours. I heard someone say earlier, it's Robin, like... Robin, how you cope what, with... Huh? I'm sorry, how you cope with, you know, you, you have uh, PTSD. How do you cope with that? <laughs> I, uh, well, the first thing, I, I, I take my meds, I'm in therapy... I have a really good support system, you know, that I I I I have I'm very fortunate 
to have people uh, in my life that, especially you, Sean, that uh, are able to help to understand me and I'm able to just, like, bounce myself off of, and that just really helps me <laughs> keep mm-hmm. grounded. Yeah, and I, I go to therapy. I uh, I have a, a e-bike. I ride my e-bike. You know, I oh. make sure that I I go to bed uh, regular, you know, and I get my regular sleep and, you know, all of that, you know. Just pay attention to all the little things that yes. I do. And if I, um, um, if when I when it comes to dealing with people, that which is my biggest trigger, mm-hmm. the very second that anything unrighteous <laughs> or raises a question mark enters in, I just remove myself from the yes. situation. Yes. And if you insist on my presence, well, then you're just going to get the customary schooling thrown in with the customary cussing out. <laughs> 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 yeah, you got to love her, boy. You got to love yes, her. Love you got to love her. Uh, well, I appreciate both you and Sean for uh, giving me this opportunity, and this is how we're blessed. This is how we are blessing the world. This is how we're going to bless the world through awareness, bringing awareness. Uh, again, you have been listening to Becoming Radio, B Radio. Uh, check us out next week, next Wednesday. Um, I said the, our topic is women in business. It could change, but we will, but we won't. We'll be here nine o'clock on the dot. We will see you. We will see you next Wednesday.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.